You were certain I was going to say a million bees. Hello, dear listeners, and welcome to another Hey, I've Got an Idea show. That there is my brother Mason, frequent flyer Williams. And that over there is my brother Luke, infrequent walker Williams. I, okay. Uh, we are inventors. We are going to invent something right before your very ears. We are, it's true. We're going to take a topic... And we're going to make it fresh and whole and new. Something unlike the world has ever seen before. We're magicians, basically. Basically. Audio magicians. And we are going to Although make... not too unlike anything the world has ever seen before. Because it is still going to fit within a category. That's correct. And that category, this week, we're going to make a new airline. Heck yes, we are. All right. This one comes to us from Ryan. Thank you, Ryan. Okay, so, uh, airline. Airline. Oh, by the way, if uh, I sound a little different, it's because I can keep this this on on topic. My pop filter flew away. (laughs) (laughs) uh, The move is done. I know this is sort of like messed up on the chronology of what you've heard lately, but... This is this is what it sounds like temporarily for now, and I'm gonna make it sound even better in the near future. But if you hear a little more plosive action from me, I apologize. Yes, my brother has moved away from the big city. He's no longer a six god. He's up in the northern Canadian wilds, where he no longer throws axes for pleasure. Well, I, 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 he throws I them to defend himself from meese and bears. I, I mean, I I will. I will do that if necessary, but it has not yet been necessary. Well, you've only been there a few days. That's true. Mason. Yes. Airlines. Let's Airlines. start. Airlines. Did Let's you fly start. up to where you are? I did not. I'm not, okay. I'm not that far north. However, I'm dying to know. Yes. Mason. Yes. When I say airline to you, what do you think needs improvement i think hey what's the deal Mm -hmm. with the food so like what's the deal luke what's what's so like the is that like the jerry seinfeld that that was a pitch perfect jerry seinfeld i just did yes yeah also like you know the black box Mm mm-hmm that that's made a material what's, that the, what's plane the deal crash? with the black box why don't they make the whole plane out of airline oh that what that yeah that part yeah 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 that's yeah. also a good classic joke good classic joke that one uh may, hmm. maybe we could just pick apart every part of an airline experience Okay, the and big then, inflatable slide that yeah. n- they always tease you with the drawings of the inflatable slide yeah, but you never get to hella, do it it looks hella fun Okay, I, our airline, I want to disembark like that all the time. Oh, that's just like there's no roll-up staircase or 
Well, I mean, you still can thing. if you would prefer that, but I mean, who would? You could just go on the inflatable slide. Yeah, inflatable slide's going to win most of the time, I imagine. The vast majority of the time. Granted, parents with, you know, infants, people who have physical limitations might prefer to walk or be wheeled out as normal. Right. But uh, vast majority able-bodied people, they see a big inflatable slide and they're like, get from here down to there in a minute and then you're gone. It's like, fuck yes. Yeah, and then some guy's going to be like, oh shit, I'm going to do a flip. And then flips and cracks his spine and... But by that point, he's off the airplane, so it's it's not not really the airline's problem. It's just, you know, just kind of sweep him to the side of the tarmac before the next floor. Yeah, you gotta clear the slide for the next person. Mm. So, um, I gotta be honest with you, Mason. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's been a couple of weeks since we were able to get in the groove of doing a good recording. It's it's good to be back, gotta say. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Feeling yeah, good. Yeah, loving it, loving it. And, uh, as usual, we kind of, like, are looking at this this new potential invention of what our new airline is gonna be like. And, yeah. and nothing, nothing up on the board yet. But we can go, go pretty. We can go good, or we could go, we could go bad. Yeah. I gotta be honest with you. I want to make, I want to make a fucking garbage airline. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, in the past, we have made it so that, like, you have to grab onto a cable that is traveling around the world because mm-hmm. it's attached to a satellite. Yep. And, like, Helps. we also did a thing where you get shot out of a cannon, like, to St. Louis, and you hit the arch, like... Oh, yeah, we've, we did uh, We did a few kinds of travel, didn't we? There, we we've, we've, we've tackled travel through the air before. That's true. So, so the question is, airline... What do we need specifically to make this an airline? Hmm. Do we need airplanes? I wait, wait, wait. How about this for a budget airline? Okay. Dirigibles? No, no. Get it. Okay. Get the price down real low. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because you're flying on a paper craft. I was so certain you were going to say a million bees, but papercraft is also a, good. A million bees. You were certain I was going to say a million bees. Well, that to me seemed like the obvious way to go. Okay. Now, I don't know if that's that's an airline. Also, yeah, it is. If if the airline controls the bees and like tells them what to do and you just sort of lay back on a cloud of bees and they just take you where you want to go, and then they gently set you down at your destination. Okay. They don't sting. They're, okay. they're all really well trained. Let's come back to B-Cloud. Uh, paper. Yay or nay? Paper. What do you think? Can we make paper out of bees? Oh, I'm sorry. Is this this boring? No, I just... I uh, I had to yawn there for a second because uh, uh, the question that I asked whether or not we could make paper out of bees was boring to me. Because of course we can. So yeah, let's let's move on. It doesn't matter what the paper's made out of. So uh, I mean, I could cut the yawn, but instead I'm gonna just I'm just gonna loop it three times right here. <laughs> can we make paper out of bees? Can we make paper out of bees? Can we make paper out of bees? All right, we're back. Uh, okay, yeah, the- lean into it. That's the the hey, I got an idea show motto. Yeah. 
Don't bother editing out those coughs and sneezes or pops. We can't. We don't have a pop filter. No yep. filter. That's our it's slogan no here. Fi- no filter. That's us. This is the raw, uncut comedy that you've you you challenges you. Which, yeah, it's not safe. Speaking of which, what's the deal <laughs> with, with airline food? Indeed, what's the deal with all these bees on the airplane? <laughs> the edgiest comedy. What's the deal with airplane food? What's the deal with airplane food? It's the Democrats. <laughs> <laughs> I love it too because like what's the deal with airplane food is like a Jerry Seinfeld joke that is so safely in the G-rated category that it like it, it's probably referenced in like a B movie. <laughs> <laughs> They, there is an airplane, like, I have not actually watched the, the bee movie, but I'm familiar with the script, and I know that at one point, all of the bees have to save an airplane, and they all lift it with their bee powers. Really? Okay. Well, Well, see, that's that's the thing. It's the payoff of the first line of the movie. You know the first line of the bee movie script, right? What's that? It's that no one knows how a bee is able to fly because it's aeronautically impossible, which, by the way, right, has right, been right. disproven. That's an urban myth. But, uh, but yeah, no, there's, uh, it starts off with the narration saying that a bee should not be able to fly. It's impossible. And they set up the idea that bees can't, or at least shouldn't fly in the rain because the rain fucks them up. Mm -hmm. But then the human love interest question mark is on a plane in the rain and the plane is going down and Barry, who is Jerry's bee he he gets all the bees together and they fly out in the rain even though it's super dangerous for bees to fly in the rain but they're all very brave yeah and they they carry the airplane so that it doesn't crash and they can just do it because no one really knows how a bee flies so therefore a bee can lift an airplane right can i can i so you haven't seen a bee movie but you know i have not seen the bee movie but i am familiar enough with the plot well you know you've seen those uh those things where every time they say bee yeah yes of course so you've you've seen you've seen like uh, basically a summary of screenshots of the movie i've i've seen sufficient quantities of b movie that i feel confident extrapolating okay okay the b movie i uh i can i have to mention this okay uh i have also not heard the b movie okay i have technically seen all of the b movie you just haven't heard it but it was on mute i watched it four times in a row (laughs) So that's that's clearly the best way to experience the comedy of Jerry Seinfeld, <laughs> expert Just mime. Shut him up, and yeah, no. What what it was was around New Year's. I was playing board games with friends, and I had downloaded a B movie because I was doing one of those B movie meme YouTube poop things, right? And uh, and uh, I believe what mine was was every time the word B is spoken. That it would cut to uh, Patrick Stewart doing the B soliloquy from Sesame Street. <laughs> like, to be or not to be, but he's got a B in his hand. The letter right. B. Anyway, so um, 
my my friend who was like, huh, let's see, you know, I'm going to put something on. And he's like browsing my computer. It's like, hey, that's cool. And he just sees that it's there, puts it on, puts it on loop. But it's like, oh, but we're going to play board games. So he turns the volume down <laughs> and we left it going. So we all saw out of the corner of our eye the B-movie four times. That's fantastic. Okay, so you you then are familiar with the fact that there's a climactic scene with an airplane in the rain. I mean, that I feel like I don't remember that part as vividly. And there's a smashed mosquito on the windshield at one point. Um, sure. Sounds plausible. And I, I didn't uh, retain too much of it. I remember more of the first two acts. There's the fat guy there. overreacting in the courtroom. Yeah, well there was like they did something to the world's honey supply or something. Yeah, they 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 had a strike and they like boycotted cuz they didn't want humans appropriating their honey and so they went on strike and they all stopped producing honey and then they won but then that was bad because the world didn't have honey, which is actually like the worst fucking message. It's like, "Hey, yeah, you're being exploited." But if you go on strike, isn't that just going to make the world a better, a worse place? Yeah. Oh, look at how much worse things got for everybody else when you went on strike. Better and not do that. And all the flowers died. How selfish. Um, how about... Also, a... the bee and the human fall in love and being allergic to bee stings is sort of presented as a weird character flaw. Uh, what about a Winnie the Pooh B-movie crossover? Okay, okay. So, like, the the plot points of honey supply affecting Pooh's honey supply, in which he is supremely invested. Motherfucker eats honey with his hands. Like, how much straight honey could you eat right now? Like, not, not on toast. Not that much. I could, to be honest with you, if I had to guess how much I could have before I would choose two or to three spoonfuls out. tops for me. Like yeah. third spoonful, I'm already feeling sick. Third third spoonful, I'm like, oh god, why am I doing this? I would say maybe by the fifth one, I might be puking, and I do not puke easy. That's just a lot of straight sugar and like weird viscous material for my digestion. Now, what's process. what's weird about Winnie the Pooh is his anatomy, like. He eats straight honey. Yeah. I don't know that we really see him eating much else. But also, he's canonically a stuffed bear. Like, he can pop a seam, and you see he's full of fluff. And yet, he moves and walks and talks. Yeah. And the fluff that's inside him is not just full of honey. Like, he also doesn't have an anus. Like, where is this honey going? Well, I mean, if we're doing a B-movie... Winnie the Pooh crossover. If we get to write the rules of that, you can bet that Pooh's got an anus. <laughs> okay, yeah, we're we're just gonna retcon that in. A. A. Milne, excuse me, your bear has an anus, sir. I mean, we don't know what the A's stand for in A. A. Milne. <laughs> it's just anus, anus, Milne. <laughs> Probably. I mean, we oh, have to God. assume. Can you imagine the shits you would have if you ate nothing but honey? Oh, my God. You know what I was thinking today, too? <laughs> About um, honey I was shits? Looking at, actually, this is this is a legit question. Maybe you know this offhand. No no Google. 
Oh God! What's, what's okay. The, what's the difference between a laxative and a stool softener? Um, I'm gonna say a laxative actually stimulates your bowels, whereas a stool softener makes your shit softer. Oh, so the the stool softener is like a long game of it's the right there in the name. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas yeah. a laxative is like this is gonna trigger that part. Right yeah, away. it's like when you drink a whole lot of black coffee. You ever do the thing where you drink? Uh, okay, fun anecdote for everyone. Okay. Uh, I used to drink lots and lots of black coffee because mm-hmm. I was like, hey, energy drinks are stupid expensive. Yep. I'm just going to drink a bunch of coffee in the morning. Okay. But what I would do, because I didn't like drinking hot coffee because it takes too long waiting for shit to cool down. Yeah. Uh, so what I would do is I would brew up a full ass pot of really strong black coffee mm-hmm. first thing before I went to bed. I get up in the morning... And then I just chug that fucker cold, ice cold. Hmm. And, like, that would kickstart my day with some caffeine. Yeah. But it would also kickstart my bowels, which is kind of what you want, is to start out the day by emptying yourself out. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Uh, I the, the, the pros and cons to uh, to coffee being in your, your routine... Uh, that little caffeine perk up has, you know, the pros and cons of caffeine that we all know. Um, but, uh, but the laxative element, the diuretic element of it fleshing you right out, right off the bat. If you can, if you can work that in where that doesn't interfere with your work. Yeah. Like if, if you have it it on a schedule and you're like, okay, I know I'm going to be shitting from nine till nine 15. That's actually really convenient rather than I might be shitting at some point between eight and noon. Yes, sir. When I was at the, uh, the call center, uh, the shift would start at 11. Uh, but mm-hmm. you were supposed to be there for, for ten thirty just to make sure, you know, the doors were open and things were like ready to go, but you didn't have to actually be on the calls until 11. So, yeah. uh, so, T- pretty consistently from 1040 to 1050 maybe 1055 if i'm feeling indulgent uh mm-hmm. that's poopy time and yeah uh, that was like just about every shift for me so yeah yeah now now here's the thing the reason why i stopped doing that mm-hmm. uh i did that for i want to say about a year that was my routine mm-hmm. uh but then just one day uh having nothing but a full pot of cold black coffee in my guts mm-hmm. i did go to work mm-hmm. and then i proceeded to, to pass out <laughs> almost i i just started vomiting oh geez and and yeah no black cold black coffee on the way back up like that is no. some of the vilest puke you've ever yeah, seen i had nasty. to like i was at work and i was like okay i just vomited I know it's out of me, but I cannot do this, and I had to go back home, and Shit. I like clocked out sick. Yeah, man, that's that's rough. There's there's a limit to these things. I I'm I'm familiar as well. Um, so anyway, Ryan, thanks so much for this airline suggestion. Uh, okay, okay, so bring it back. Bring it back to to heavier than air flight. Okay. Uh, in the uh, I don't know uh, if this is in the books per se, but in the movie, the movie that everyone's familiar with, Winnie the Pooh. When mm-hmm. he wants to fly up to where the bees are, mm-hmm. he gets a balloon. Get it's those a blue balloons going. Blue sky balloon. Now here's the thing. He breathes he inflates that balloon with his breath. Right. Okay? And I don't know if you've blown up a balloon with your breath recently. It takes but, a little bit of gusto. 
But it's, it's it's not helium. It doesn't fly. It's not lighter than air. Oh, I thought you were talking about the amount of initial breath required to get it going. But you're talking about the fact that, yeah. I'm talking about the fact that he blows up balloon. one balloon with his breath. That balloon is then light enough to make him more or less neutrally buoyant. Mm-hmm. And he covers himself in mud so that he looks like a rain cloud because a bear covered in mud looks like a rain cloud. And he goes up there and he goes up to where the honey is and then shit gets all fucked up. Here's a question yeah, about Winnie the Pooh. Uh, okay. As somebody that we, you know, looked up to as a... He was my role model. Role he, model he's everything that I desired to be. Shirt, yeah. no pants, he, eating nothing but honey. Was he like a complete dumb dumbo? <laughs> like <laughs> he was uh, he was well all of the here's the thing. Everyone but Christopher Robin is a complete dumbo. Okay? Like yeah. even Owl. Okay? Owl has pretensions. Yeah, pretensions. He pretends yeah. he knows shit. Yeah. He doesn't know shit. Okay? And oh. Okay. Also, like they're not organisms. These these are like made up people, and they'll like refer to the fact like okay, Piglet lives in a tree, and there's a, a sign that says "Trespassers Will," and mm. Piglet says that's his uncle, Trespassers William. But like we, the audience, know that that sign clearly used to say something like "Trespassers Will Be Prosecuted" or something like that. Yeah. So did Piglet? make up the fact that he had an uncle or does he truly believe that he had an uncle was he brought into being with the thought in his head that he had had an uncle oh like you mean christopher robin uh spun the tale for him of oh yeah that's his uncle and so as an animate object piglet was like oh this is my backstory that then becomes a thing that he knows yeah christopher robin is like he's got like a splintered personality and he is bringing these stuffed animals to life with his brain and all of them have half-formed personalities and half-formed cognition because he doesn't fully flesh them out like they know what he tells them they know even if it doesn't correspond to reality hmm. and also one of them can inflate a balloon with his breath and it lifts him off the ground that's not how that shit works well maybe it is how it works for him like maybe we we haven't really broken down like we have the evidence of that working we don't have the evidence of an actual cross-section of Winnie the Pooh. That's so. fair. Okay, so does Winnie the Pooh have mass? I mean, he must, right? I don't know that that's necessarily the case. If he's a psychic projection of Christopher Robin? You make a good point. And, like, uh, we're not necessarily... Uh, oh, what's that new movie with Ewan McGregor? Oh, that, yeah, Robin no. or whatever. Like, I don't know shit about shit We're, we're not taking that. that into canonicity of this, right? Like, uh, okay, but here, here's... I, I want to break something else down about Winnie the Pooh. We've, okay. we've gone into group dynamics a couple of times with Teletubbies, TMNT, etc. The Temperaments, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Four Horsemen, what have you. Um and many people have posited that the different uh, characters of Winnie the Pooh are reflective of different forms of mental illness. 
Uh, wasn't it also the like the seven seven deadly sins? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, was it though? I don't remember which no. one corresponds to which seven deadly sins. I'm like that doesn't really match up in a super intuitive way. Seven Deadly Sins was some other kids. Oh, it was SpongeBob. SpongeBob was the Seven Deadly Sins. Oh, that works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, because I'm like, I'm pretty sure none of them are lust. Uh, I mean, okay. Anyway, anyway. So, Winnie the Pooh, yes, has a bunch of different characters in it, and yes. I see more kind of character overlap than there would normally be for a diverse set of four. You know, like, for example, um, Rabbit and Owl both have less patience for Pooh. Like, that's not... Yeah, they're both kind of uptight in a similar way. Yeah, but... or like Piglet yeah. and uh, and Roo are both playful, but Roo just has so much more courage. Like, they're, they have different levels yeah, of Yeah, P- Piglet is a little chicken shit. Yeah, But yeah. they're both playful and, and you know, relatively joyful in nature. Didn't Piglet, like, pose as Roo at one point and oh, Kanga Jesus. thought he was Roo? Oh, that's disgusting. That feels so wrong. And also, this came... <laughs> This she crammed him up. in the pouch and everything. This came up recently in something I was watching. Piglet. Piglet's a pig? Because, like, what's going on with, with the ears and being able to stand on the back two feet? And what's up with that, like, pink pine cone Well, like, onesie? What's, with the, what's with the anatomy of any of these people? Like, Winnie the Pooh doesn't have, like, digits and claws and again, no anus. And if there's one thing we know about bears, it's that they shit in the woods. Hmm. Rabbit and owl are, and the gopher thing. They're they're pretty much animals. But then you got Eeyore, and his tail is nailed the fuck on, and he doesn't appear to have joints. Yeah. Tinker bounces on his tail. There is nothing that does that. There's pretty much nothing consistent with the physics. It's almost as if the people making this didn't give a shit (laughs) about plausibility vis-a-vis anatomy of the various mammals. Like, I get a vibe, like, with other kids' shows, you have, uh... Is it in England? I I believe so, yes. So the Hundred Um, Acre Wood is somewhere in England? I believe so, yes. Um, Okay. You you have some things which cater to children's interests or their tastes or whatever, and then the adults fill in all the blanks of, uh, oh, well, this is going to work like this, and this is going to work like that. And it seems like with the, the Hundred Acre Wood universe, it's more... It's more like all of these things came out of the actual Christopher Robin's mouth and then they just animated and it. And then they just worked. Yeah. yeah. And they did they just kind of went with that because they all had, you know, characters or character traits. So, I mean, I did I like for if if it came out of Christopher Robin's head when he was actually a little kid, I feel like he actually did a pretty good job. It's it's basically Axe Cop but yeah. without the axes or the police officer. And and, and it was... <laughs> Axe Cop is fantastic. 
as a little profile on like a kid's mind and a kid's like form of creativity and how that works. You know what I've also been watching a little bit lately is Adventure Time. And oh, yeah. wow, is that ever good? Because like the, th- the thing that's really fun with Adventure Time is the adventures are always just spontaneous. Like, oh, this is look, you want to you want to go? I think there's some jewels over there. You want to go get them? Yeah, bro, let's go. And then they just go. And then like the 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 premise doesn't really matter. Like they just you know whatever the adventure is, it's just yeah, let's do it. Um, but then along the way, they'll meet some kind of character or conflict or whatever. And I just I love the way that they'll introduce something and then very very frequently the voice actor the character from the voice actor like does Mm -hmm. not match the animation (laughs) like it's it's like (laughs) it's some goblin creature and the and finn will be like hey goblin bro like watch out i almost stepped on your toe and instead of the goblin being like "Ah, i'm a goblin it'll be like oh yeah uh no worries like the whole it's always like that i I do love when that happens yeah (laughs) ah okay 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 so here's my thing here's my thing here's my thing okay you ready okay yeah so christopher robin okay powerful telekinetic bullshit guy because he can bring to life these various characters and have them defy the laws of physics Mm -hmm. we get a bunch of british 10 year olds i assume they can all do this Mm-hmm. Get them to run our airline. <laughs> because we've seen, tying it all together now, we've seen that bees can defy the laws of physics individually if they each believe in themselves. We've seen that these fictional characters can defy the laws of physics uh, with aeronautics as long as Christopher Robin believes in them. So, and and they're they're operating independently. Like, Christopher Robin didn't even know about that until after the fact. So as long as we have sufficiently imaginative British 10-year-olds and they create some guys that can run an airline and those guys that run the airline can operate independently from the 10-year-olds and they believe in themselves so they can continue to defy the laws of physics, they can then just pick up people and fly them to France. So, hang on, I missed a connecting point there. Are you suggesting Christopher Robin has an army of bees? Essentially. Basically, we we know that Winnie the Pooh continues to operate even after Christopher Robin has left. Because, mm-hmm. if nothing else, Winnie the Pooh believes himself. And all the other characters in the Hundred Acre Wood also believe in Winnie the Pooh. And even tying that into the Ewan McGregor bullshit, whatever the fuck they're doing there, Winnie the Pooh comes back... He apparently never ceased to exist because he he's a self-contained thing, okay? And we've seen from the bees in the bee movie that fuck the laws of aerodynamics. As long as you believe in yourself, you can do the thing. So, or at least that's the case for bees. So we have sufficiently imaginative British 10-year-olds. We tell them, hey... Do me a favor, imagine some kick-ass bees that want to run an airline. And they'll be like, oh yeah, cool, this one's wearing a red sweater. And it's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And then we have the bees. 
and they all believe in themselves, so they're going to continue to operate regardless of the 10-year-olds, although presumably they still come back every so often to have adventures. Okay. But when they're not having adventures, they pick people up and they fly them to France to see the Louvre. Okay. And and if you were to fly over there from here? Well, from Britain. I'm not sure they can do a transatlantic flight. That might be a little too far. Okay. That's the unrealistic part. But uh, from Britain to France, they could do that. Go just over the channel. They're fine. Tran- okay, well, let's let's focus on, on the channel, then. Okay. The channel. Yes. Made up of water. Yes. Hey, that reminds me, I'm thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good segue, I love it. Yeah, let's go get yeah, some water, bro. Let's go drink from the channel. Oh, I would love to do that. Hello, dear listeners. This is the water cooler segment of our podcast, where we will tell you a little bit about extra details and also may play an ad or two. My brother has a webcomic, Forward. Check it out at forwardcomic.com. He also does the art for Roll to Save, rolltosavecomic.com. He's also done a bunch of books and stuff, and you should check them out. Patreon.com slash I am slowly but surely getting stuff set up in my new place, finding my routine. Now I'll have some musical or video or stream news for you soon about where you can check me out. Almost there, guys. And also, I'm really excited to share some of this with you because you guys have been patient. I know I say this every week. If you want to advertise with us, check out advertisecast.com slash 2493 for how to advertise with our show, or shoot me an email and we can work something out. That's H-I-G-A-I show at gmail.com. Also, we're always looking for suggestions for things that we should invent next. Shoot us an email there or tweet at us at H-I-G-A-I show. We're going to get back to actually inventing some kind of airline now. Uh, but first, an ad. Hi, Hi we're, we're Paul, Paul and Alex, Alex comedians, comedians. And we want to tell you about our world-building podcast, Mr. Cool Guy. Paul-cast. It's, it's about me, Paul, and my friend Alex. And we sit in a prompt for 30 minutes and create a universe out of it. We talk about demon fetuses <laughs> and Beethoven. That's right. And also how to survive the purge. Also eating the electrical grid. Also like living under Florida in an altered dimension. The magic that makes airplanes fly. If it sounds like something you want to do. Then join us every Thursday wherever you get podcasts. Okay, now Luke. Mm-hmm. I do have one question that we need to answer about our imagination-powered airline here before we can proceed. Okay. Okay, Luke, I gotta ask you. Mm-hmm. What is the deal with the food? Uh, well, we could we could we could uh, go to uh, the uh, the feast from Hook. Nice. Where it's imagination food. Uh, oh my dude, yes. And uh you just have to imagine that the food's there and that's... Now is that is that sort of on the passenger though? Like are they responsible to imagine their own food? I think I think it's sort of like a play along with us while you're here vibe, right? Kind of like if when you're at medieval times you want to pick up some of the when you're at a Ren fair, you know. You're yeah, you really want to continue believing in this whole shit because if you sort of lose faith while you're over the channel, yeah, that's that's bad. Like if it was individual chairs that you had to keep, you had to keep there. You had to keep believing in your own chair. The second you actually start thinking, like, hey, wait a second, chairs can't fly on their. Uh. <laughs> yeah, 
you just single guy drops out like i'm sure he's fine we gave Um, him a real parachute nothing imaginary about the parachute so i mean this airline could run on like toddler energy right like they they (laughs) you're playing pretend they're bringing you your your prepared meal they put it at your chair like this is this is you know playing airplane is a thing that you could already do with them but this is like yeah this is proposing that we are designing this airline for the christopher robin universe yeah i was originally thinking a bunch of little tiny bees but i think it would be better if we had one bee that's like 20 feet in diameter I don't hate that, but another thing, honestly, is, like, I like how you're trying to bring the bee thing into it. Yeah. I I, I feel like there's less need for that fusion now, as much as I like the Jerry Seinfeld connecting thread. I feel like if Christopher Robin just had a, some kind of wooden plane toy that he like and like like before you board he gives you dumbo's feather and he's like okay don't lose this yeah Yeah, as long as you hold on to this this is what'll make us fly and then we don't have to to figure out the weird uh cross section here where we've got like we've got both stuffed animals come to life and bees that are well, I, I was assuming it like a stuffed CG, bee, maybe. You know, like, no, like what? Okay, well, maybe a stuffed bee would work. But honestly, like, um, like I could see it fusing with, say, for example, Hobbes. Because Hobbes is the same sort of uh, 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 structure where it's a stuffed animal that has another form. Uh, yeah. That makes sense. The bees from the bee movie are another another color altogether. Admittedly. They're, they're bees admittedly i was the one proposing the slash fic with plenty of anuses um but perhaps no (laughs) perhaps we design an airline now yeah yeah now here's here's the thing is i did want these imaginary things to still operate and be self-sustaining like they have to have multiple entities that believe in each other and believe in themselves because that you know, British toddler, they're going to wander away at some point. They're going to get bored in the middle of this two-hour flight, and they're going to, like, wander away. But as we've seen, as long as the thing that you initially imagine, if you've got multiple things and they can each believe in each other, like, that'll sustain them until they get back to their kid. Hmm. So... Let's let's break down how this the mechanics of this are going to work. Okay. All right. If this is purely an imagination and faith based airline, if this is just the magic of imagination, how many more imagination things can we reference? The uh, Foster's well, Home for Imaginary Friends. Uh, no, no, here's here's another angle on this that I think is like we can go in, we can go in an unhelpful direction. Where we start saying, like, oh, well, like, you gotta believe in Santa and, like, all this other stuff. And you don't need to clutter it up that much. Yeah, you don't need to believe in Santa to fly in an airplane. You don't need to believe in magic. This is imagination. Right. So. Hmm. Actually, you don't really need belief, quote unquote, at all. Like, if I show up at an airline 
And, like, a toddler hands me a magic feather, and he says, Hey, here's your feather. Holding on to this will make you fly. I'll be like, yeah, whatever, kid. I don't believe in this. But then if I see other passengers with their feathers board the plane, and the plane takes off, then I'm going to be like, oh, I guess that's legit. And it's not a matter of faith at that point. That's like, I literally see it working. I believe in it for the same reason I believe in a car. Right. Here's another thing that's kind of tricky about this. You have to wonder. There's there shouldn't be anything that 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 doesn't work like this. You know, like say there was some tangible object in our real world where its its existence depended on our belief in it. You mean money? You could you could forget. Oh, yeah, it's deep cut there. <laughs> but let's 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 take it to anything else for a second. Okay. Let's say my my couch. Okay. Right. That couch. If I forgot the couch was there, then that could be kind of like a loophole. But if that couch required me believing in it existing as a couch, at what point am I going to like? you know, stop believing it's a couch. All I need to do is see it and touch it the once, and then it will continue to be a couch because I've got no reason to doubt its existence as a couch. Right. So, like, maybe your furniture could start disappearing if you were, like, starting to take on some signs of dementia or something. Well, no, here's the thing. That's why you got to have a safety net of multiple people. Because if just mm. one person has to believe in things, yeah, you're going to fuck up. But if you have multiple people and they all collectively agree to believe in the same thing, then mm. even if one person fucks up, majority rules. You know, three out of four dentists still believe in your couch. You're yeah. good. Okay, so we're all on a big B. <laughs> Sorry. We're all on a big B. We're all on a big B. We want to go back to the big B. Yes. Okay. So it, I'm going to Paris on this big B. This is some stuffed B. I want to get me some croissants on this giant stuffed B. It's it's gonna it's gonna be some kind of stuffed B, but it borrows a little bit from B movie in that uh you don't 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 think too hard about how it's able to fly because you know etc. We we go with with that urban legend and then yeah. what's the food that's served there? Oh, we're taking a nod from Hook. That, oh, you know, you just got to imagine that the food's there and you're going to be able to feast. Um, what about, like, in-flight entertainment? I'm already pretty entertained, got to be honest. I mean, sure, but you say that now. What if it's, like, a four-hour flight? Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, also, weather is a concern. Like, airplanes have the benefit of sort of being indoors. Hmm. What about the Little Prince? Like oh that he's a fucker fuck that guy I'm sorry fuck the little prince and fuck his rose oh um that's surprising take I just I'm not a fan really he's a motherfucker fuck that little asshole what? and definitely fuck the rose fuck her okay I've I didn't realize the little prince. Was, uh, was, a uh, you know, did you wrong at some point by the sounds of things. 
I just poop on him. Oh. All right. Next bout of imagination station. What what other imagination fuel? I don't know that. Here's the thing. The reason why I I poop on the little prince is he's not imaginary. That's we, the problem yeah. with him. Yeah, yeah, that was part of that, wasn't it? He's he's real. Mm. He's real, and the rose is real, and the comets are real, and and like he's a he's a little fucker. Okay, was there an example of like? Imagine uh, imagination TV, and like, oh, look at this like cardboard box. It's our uh, Bobby's world. Movie. Bobby's world. Oh yeah. Okay. So, arguably Ned's Newt. Mhm. Mhm. Remember that. Um. Um. TV. Uh oh. the 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 fucking pajama fucking uh a uh, backyardigans. What about Wishbone? Wish, but well, that's all pretty much taking place inside the dog's head. Like the humans don't interact with that at all. True. This is just a very imaginative, literate dog. Yeah, who is very passionate about reading. Very passionate about reading and not about communicating in English that he evidently understands back to the humans about his passion for reading. Like, How's he reading these books? How's he turning pages? Like, Wishbone was before the era of the audiobook. So, this dog is like getting Moby Dick, turning the pages, and understanding Moby Dick. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting, too, because you can't just put in any old uh, fantasy kids show here and have it work the same. Because, like, uh, Magic School Bus... The rules to Magic School Bus are that that's actually happening as far. Yeah, as that's that's it is. not imagination. Like and they are, that is magic. There's just a little bit of debunk at the end. Arnold's so, head got fucking frozen. It sure did, but it, it it actually did within the rules of the episode. And then also they walked it back by the end of the episode. Yeah, like oh well, well <laughs> come on. I mean, obviously. Obviously, a Arnold's little chicken fine. soup will put you to rest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry about. Obviously, he's fine. But it's, it's in your fucking show. You are also a cartoon man. <laughs> like, ah, oh, makes the rules unclear. Actually, is magic just sufficiently powerful imagination? Uh, no. There's more involved with magic. You need you. You know, magic is is misdirection and i'm not uh, talking about stage magic no but like it's 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 a it's a charade it's it's the the romantic version of magic like if you were a magic man that almost suggests that you are more of a a a liar a charlatan you are a trickster like the you are you are there to to deceive a little but, but bit. School bus. I'm talking about like wizardry, not not being a charlatan. Wizards are not all charlatan. Merlin is not a charlatan. Gandalf is not a charlatan. They do the thing with the magic. Uh, yeah, but the, and then that suggests to me that that's not imagination fueled, right? Like that's like they're calling on 
some of the powers that be in their own individual universes. But but yeah, so. now here's the thing. They're calling on the powers that be, but is that only working because there's a sufficient critical mass of people believing that it do- does work? Because a lot of magic and magic words and sigils and whatnot are really just communication, right? It's really just expressing to the universe what you want to happen, right? It's not like a chemical reaction like baking soda and vinegar. It's like I am writing out in words, here's a sentence of what should happen, and then the universe does it. Is that because elements in the universe once you get enough of them on board they all believe the thing that you believe and then it happens Uh, i mean i don't have a solid answer for this does the universe have a consciousness and if so can it imagine and if so is that what reality is this is this is above my pay grade son this is i i I'm not going to be able to get a, get you a concrete answer here. But I uh, need one for our airline to work. No, we're we're picking and choosing from different different fancy stories which things we like to fuse together. And uh and you don't need me to define absolutely. You know who we do need to <laughs> define absolutely everything. Who's, who's that? Let's get our friend Definition Bot and have him define reality for us. Sure. This will be a simple one. <laughs> this is exactly what Definition Bot is meant to do. This is describe the nature of reality to us. I'm plugging in reality. De- Definition Bot, define reality. One, the world or the state of things as they actually exist, as opposed to an idealistic or notional idea of them. Okay, so notional, this is like opposed with notional. It's not notional. Definition bot, what's the second definition? Two, the state or quality of having existence or substance. Huh. Alright, alright, thanks, Definition Bot. I'm shutting you down now. Yeah, no. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Okay, do you okay. feel do you feel closer to an absolute definition for your airline? Yes. So what we need to do is make our airline have substance and not be notional. Okay. I mean it was going to be actual physical things. And then yeah. the imagination was going to make it literally spread its wings. Okay. Um, okay. So we need to make a real 20 foot in diameter stuffed bee. And then we bring in a bunch of British 10 year olds. We have them imagine the bee to life. Mm-hmm. And then the bee carries people to France and they have each get a magic feather and a real parachute. And they have, like, imaginary hook food Mm -hmm. and in-flight entertainment, which may or may not be the B-movie. I I mean, the in-flight entertainment could also be just, like, I don't know. Like, what what would you imagine a toddler would suggest? Not a toddler, some, you know, a kindergartner would suggest your in-flight entertainment is like would he hand you like a a 
a cardboard box that's really small, like a craft dinner box, and say like, "Hey, hey it's this a, is it's, your it, TV. This is a Game Boy." Every on 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 our airline, everybody gets a Game Boy. That's pretty good. Oh, I see you're playing craft dinner. <laughs> yeah, it's good. You just you got to get the the noodles to line up. Yeah. I mean, this is sounding pretty dope. Now, does does do they charge imaginary money? Because if so, they're just going to bankrupt all the other airlines. <laughs> they're going to beat out the competition immediately. It's like, hey, do you want to go to France for like two shells and a hug? <laughs> I mean, I I do. Sure. Okay. Man, we are like here. Of all of our ideas, we. We have to always sort of, like, look at the plausibility of them a little bit and be <laughs> like, oh, man, was this a good idea that we had? Yeah, like, like let's examine how cool it would be to have it actually exist in the world. And this is one where we're just like, no, we're, we're in exclusively imagination town. But But I'm okay with that in this case. Yeah, it seems appropriate for what we're making, so. Yeah. Huh. All right. Hey, do you do you feel like this needs anything else? I mean, I I can't imagine calling it anything other than Imaginaire. Okay, well, Imaginaire is very good. Here's the one it's question. Probably taken. Here's the one question on everybody's mind, though, vis-a-vis airlines, and I hate to bring down the mood. Mm-hmm. What happens if terrorists want to crash the bee? Like, do we have security? And how do we deal with some some extremist of some position or another who wants to make a political point by crashing the bee? Well, I'm going to answer that question, but first I'm going to tell you a little piece of good news. Uh-huh. Imaginaire is up for grabs. It was an airline taxi that served South Carolina... And it okay. ceased operations this May. Fuck yes. So we can take Imaginaire. Um, and then corner the market on this. Show. We just need to find imaginative British children. Yeah, that's all we do. We just need to get a bunch of them. This sounds, this sounds like its own terrorist thing, actually. Just acquiring British children. I, I'm, I'm sure they're very acquirable. Sure. Okay, so what to do... In case of a terrorist plot. Do we have security screening before you get on the plane? Because honestly, that's one of the main things that makes flying suck. Yeah. I mean, I think that, again, I keep defaulting back to, like, what's a kindergartner's interpretation of this? And instead of it being, like, waving the metal detecting wand over you, it's like, you know, he waves a baked potato at you or something like something that's that that connects in his mind metal so like maybe it's just like i don't know a a butter knife like the butter knife is he goes oh no no here's the thing here's the thing when they hand you the feather yeah and you know oh here here's your personal feather as long as you hang on to this feather and you believe in the feather then you'll be able to fly on the bee the feather if it detects evil in your heart Starts screaming. There it is. Wait, screaming? <laughs> I thought that he was just going to, like, prevent you from flying, and then, like, everybody else takes off, and you're just sitting there. 
Well, that I mean, that is also good. But I guess the issue there is, like, anyone who has evil in their heart, regardless of whether or not they intended to crash the bee, like, they might just have unrelated evil. Like, maybe it's just a really bad guy lawyer or, like, a, an accountant who helps people hide their shit in the Cayman Islands. And it's like, hey, you can't fly on this airline. He's like, w I'm not a terrorist. It's like, yeah, but you're a bad guy. It's like, well, I'm I'm a corporate lobbyist. It's like, yeah, exactly. Fuck off. <laughs> but I'm not a terrorist. Yeah, but you're an asshole, though. You're just kind of <laughs> the worst. <laughs> um, you lobbied in favor of climate change. What? What the fuck? <laughs> Who does that? I I think I think we're good, man. I think Imaginary is pretty solid. Now, here's yeah. the question, and I think this is the the verdict. That we would have to go with here. Would you fly with Imagine Airlines? Uh, I'm going to go with yes, honestly. I mean, I would love to go with yes. If nothing else, it would be immensely gratifying to grab the feather and have it not scream. It's like, hey, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a nice little ego boost. So, so where did the screaming part of this feather come in like i just I like the idea of handing a feather to someone and then it starts screaming in their hand this this is again some very adventure time-esque shit like the feather just being like hey no <laughs> no no not this guy no no this i detect bad. evil in his heart yeah and then like you had it to every anybody else who's good it's like oh he's, he's cool He's cool, he's good. He's oh. got a good heart. Yeah. Yeah, I'm okay with it. Alright, I think we, we've invented an airline. Ryan, you're fucking welcome. <laughs> <laughs> That's some good shit. Yeah. Uh, this has been Hey, I've Got an Idea show. We invent shit. Uh, sometimes it makes a little more physical sense in our real world than this. Sometimes it's more more in this this kind of imagination vein. But we would love some more suggestions for things that we should invent. Hit us up. Email H-I-G-A-I show at gmail.com or uh, tweet at us at H-I-G-A-I show. Also, that verdict will be there on the Twitter for, you know, if you want to throw in your vote. Are you interested in flying Imaginaire? Next week, our suggestion comes to us from Quentin again. Oh, sweet. Quentin, my man. Quentin has requested that we invent new earbuds. Okay. Okay. New earbuds. Little little headphones. You stick, well, there's, there's no rule that says Stick them right can. inside. Yeah, we can do it. Yeah. And you're going to hear that next week. On Hey, I've Got an Idea show, NCC. And until that next week, dear listeners, thumbs up, monorail eggplant. Good night, everybody. Good night. Yep. Okay.